Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Who do you want to talk about first? Mick Sherman. The Athletic. He can play. And we need people that can play. And we'll never be royal. Sherman, The Athletic, on The Connor Happer Show, on 1620 The Zone. He can play. All right, we're joined now on the 42 Degrees of Source Hotline by Mitch Sherman of The Athletic. Mitch, good morning. How are you? Morning, Connor. I'm well. How are you? Very good. Um, so you got the you got the chance to take in the the spectacle of the Caitlin Clark show. And then it ended up being something different on uh, on Sunday. Any any thoughts on either the game or what happened after the game? Um, well, the game, I thought uh, Caitlin Clark was everything that she's advertised to be, and she did not have a great fourth quarter. And you saw the result, so I think that that just validates her her greatness. That you got the number two team in the country, and it goes clearly as she goes. And I know uh, she had a teammate who scored 47 points in the previous game. So that goes somewhat against what I'm saying, but <laughs> over the long haul of the season and, and how far Iowa is able to go in its quest to get back to the national championship game is all about her. And she's, she's that good. It's the first time I'd seen her in person in the arena. And it's more impressive than TV because of how well she sees everything, the whole court and her passing you know, the, 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 the assist numbers are great, but it's just the way that she passes and the way that she sees the, the, the whole court from baseline to baseline. Um, and I, I think that has a lot to do with her ability to score to just beyond, beyond the incredible range that she has. Definitely. So she was, she was pretty amazing for three quarters and it was, uh, it was entertaining to see what <laughs> happened in the fourth for sure. How, how, how that all played out. I mean, Iowa was walking a fine line with its yes, they were apparent desire to save her, uh, save her scoring, uh, so she could break the record at home, and and ultimately it, it allowed Nebraska in, in some way. And Nebraska did things to get back in the game, but but some of that I think allowed Nebraska to get back into the game and gain some confidence and get Iowa out of rhythm, and and it took every bit of that to to get out of there with the three point win. And then um, there was something uh, happened after the game. I don't something. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I don't know how to describe it, but it was something. That's for sure. Yeah, I feel like I've talked a lot about this this week, but um, <laughs> just uh, just a, a, a Hall of Fame coach making a fool of herself outside of the outside of the interview room is really what it was. It's it's tough to see uh, because Lisa Bluter has got such a great resume and you know, many times over the big 10 coach of the year and has won all kinds of stuff and took her team along with Caitlin Clark to the biggest stage in the sport. 
last year, and then this is what we're talking about, that she's yelling in the in the hallway about catching flights and Big Ten protocol. But some people are, are going to know her for that. Um, some people around here who are, aren't um, diehards of, of women's basketball, and that's the danger in, in having one of those moments or – there's no, there's nothing good about ever having a moment like that, but the danger of doing it when there's all those eyes on you and there's a ton of national media in that interview room and 15,000 people in the arena and it's Super Bowl Sunday and everybody's kind of tuned into to Twitter and the sports world. And, and that's, that's what, that's what happens. Um, it's a, it's a bad look. It's, it's rough for, for, uh, for women's basketball, I think, but you know, they'll, they'll move on from it. And, and everyone's going to be talking about Caitlin Clark, like breaking the record on Thursday night at back at home. Yeah. Uh, she definitely didn't, she definitely didn't mind who hurt her. That's, that's for sure. Um, kind of lost her, lost her mind in that moment. Um, mm-hmm. Mitch Sherman of the athletic is with us. Okay. So let's, let's move on to uh football here. Um, where you got the chance to hear from, from Glenn Thomas a little bit and, you know, <laughs> admittedly, like from him, admittedly, he doesn't, you know, he's not that far along in, in understanding what he has or or really even what, you know, what they need to do. But they there is a sort of consistent theme when we talk to these coaches and, and obviously it all goes back to rule. They they even though that we're really early in this and, and Glenn Thomas is trying to figure out exactly what, what needs to happen in order for Nebraska's quarterbacks to be successful next year. I do, I do appreciate that there is that common theme among all the coaches, and they, they really, regardless of the position that they play, they really, and I, I guess I don't know how to explain this other than this. They're kind of just like they, they just like talking ball. They're just, they're just football coaches, right? And I think that's the, that is the main, like when, when you look at those guys across position groups, um, like that is really what they're trying to do they're trying to teach them how to play football and it's no different at the quarterback position and it's not about like anything anything really bigger than that it's like we we got to get to the basics of football first and then we'll build off of that yeah there's not an outlier in the group and the staff fits together very well you know sometimes i think as a head coach uh, or sometimes head coaches you know they look for a, a guy who can coach quarterbacks and that's got nothing to do with the guy who coaches the secondary or the offensive line or the linebackers. And with Matt rule, you know, he, he wants to play complimentary football and, and that's probably Nebraska's uh, one of the keys for Nebraska to have success in this bigger big 10 is to be able to play complimentary football because it may not have the best offense in the league. It may not have the best defense in the league, but if they work together, they can do things that make them better than the sum of their parts. And it's the same way, with the coaching staff. I mean, the only way really that you can play complimentary football is to have a complimentary coaching staff. So it's not just like him slotting in the best quarterbacks coach he can find and the best uh, D line coach he can find. It's all of these guys having to work together and, and being able to be in harmony. And, you know, you heard Thomas on Monday talk about talking the same language from, from his first day in the office. And really Monday was like his first day in the office because he started his contract was dated January 19th, and the Steelers lost in the playoffs on the 16th, so that would make sense. And he was on the road for a couple of weeks up until up until the the dead period started, just before um, signing day last week. And and Rule, um, you know, he works his guys hard, um, very hard, and and he's not an easy easy guy to work for as a coach or 
as a as a, a person on his staff. But he does give them um, a few hours off after signing day, which was was nice of him. And I know some <laughs> of the guys were still in the office on the weekend, and a lot of them were going to basketball games. Thomas went to basketball games on on Saturday and Sunday. He said at, at PBA, both the the men's win against Michigan and, and what we just talked about a few minutes ago with the women. Um, but really, Monday was their first day as 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 a staff in the office together in working on 2024, um, and that's the day that he talked to us. So he's right at the beginning of this. There was nothing that we could really get from him um, that was in depth about hey, what do you think right. of the quarterback position or what do you think of the offense? It was all just how does this guy fit? Um, I thought he's he was a hire that was made because of his fit, um, because of the way that he compliments everybody else on the staff, and because of how he he. Um, you know, he folds into the culture that Matt Rule has built. What does he walk into? And I find it interesting what he walks into in terms of like expectations, um, considering the the following factors, which was the offense not being good last year, the quarterback play specifically not being good last year, all the turnovers, and then the the changeover in the room, obviously, which gets an overhaul with with a new starter and who's a freshman and a you know and a, and a five star guy with a lot of talent. I guess what from an expectation level, it's probably a pretty good situation to be walking into. Now he's not responsible for the entire offense, but obviously, <laughs> I mean, it kind of goes without saying, Mitch, that that I think the quarterback play is going to be better this year, and it's just a matter of sort of how far they could take it beyond that. Yeah, I guess you never want to assume anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but don't I don't get, know. Don't get, ahead, don't get ahead of yourself. I mean, there's been there have been plenty of times in Nebraska, Nebraska's recent history where you think, well, it can't get worse from here. And often it has. Um, mm. Unexpected things happen. Um, now, I do think it's going to get better. Okay, good. <laughs> Dylan Rayola coming in is a huge part of the reason why it's going to get better. But there's work to do to get to the place where he's out there on the field against UTEP and is an effective quarterback. I mean, you have to let him do his thing. And, and I think Glenn Thomas wants to be a guy, and he said this on Monday, who meets these quarterbacks where they are. You'll probably hear a lot of coaches say that if you went around the country and, and talked to people. But, um, you know, Matt Rule said something similar in talking about Thomas last week. And I think that, that really will be his M.O., in getting to work with these quarterbacks is, is at the beginning is, is to get to know them and then to start to assess what their strengths are. And then you have to play off, off their strengths. They're not going to try to um, fit square pegs into round holes. We've seen that. Um, we've seen that attempted and, and not succeed at Nebraska at times in the past, whether it was on the offensive side or the defensive side, you know, the plan is there. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a good one. And, and now the players and the coaches have to get together and, and and make it work but i i do agree that he's coming in 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 a favorable spot for him because with the expectations because there's not a a whole lot of direction to go but up and and also because he's working with something of a a clean slate yeah heinrich harburg has got history at nebraska and and he started eight games last season but he's kind of a clean slate as far as veteran quarterbacks go or experienced quarterbacks go and then the other two on scholarship are true freshmen and um, you know, whatever they did in high school, it doesn't matter right now. Whatever their rankings were, you know, you, you, you wipe that away and you start with just their their skills and their talent, and he's going to get that and start at square one on um, 
March 24th when they hit the field on that Sunday uh, to uh, to get out there for spring practice. Uh, Nebraska made it through another round of uh, worrying about if Tony White was going to leave and and take another job. Um, Matt Rule has been consistent on this the entire time. He's gonna, and it's obvious now he's gonna continue to um, kind of stump for his guys and and White included. He thinks he's gonna be a really good head coach um, one day. But I, I guess. How, how do you feel about Matt Rule and his his stance on that, which obviously plays well to coaches who want to coach for him, and just it like it's it, in a certain respect, Mitch. It's kind of simple, like it's it's just the right thing to do. He thinks he's a yeah. good coach, and he's like, yeah, I think he's going to be a good head coach. If he wants to be a head coach, then we're going to let him go be a head coach. He's been he's been really um, like effusive in his in his praise for for Tony White. Like, how do you feel about that and and his standing? Um, sort of where he's at, because this is not this is obviously not going to be the last time that we go through something right. like this. Right, ten months from now, he's probably going to get a job. Yeah, so enjoy him while you got him, and and I think Nebraska should is fortunate that it made it through this this coaching cycle, and I think it's over now. I, I think this is this is the last time something like this is going to come up. I mean, you could have a stray coach who steps down for whatever reason um, in in April or May. It's it's happened, but I don't think that's something that's going to involve Tony White at that point. This one was scary for Nebraska. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, what Matt Rule says and the way that he acts about this, it makes sense. It seems like that's what you should do as a responsible head coach. But there are plenty of coaches out there who I don't think would, would, would be vocal in that yeah. way, who wouldn't make that call to an athletic director and say, hey, hire my guy. You know, I know my season in large part depends on this continuity and what he can keep, with our, keep going with our team, but I want you to take him away from us especially to a, to another team that's in the conference and on your schedule next year um, in the in right. UCLA. So, um, and we'll be on your schedule r- regularly. So um, that, 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 that's, you know, I, I understand. I think it, it, it entirely makes sense why Matt rule does it, but it's, it's another thing. It's, it's one to, to think, yeah, this is how a coach should act. It's another thing to actually go out there and do it. And, you know, he's, he's done it consistently rule has in, Stumping for Tony White and being public about his support, and then also going and doing it in private and and making his case why he thinks Tony White should should be a head coach. That's playing the long game in some part. I mean, first of all, he's just doing the right thing, and he's he's right. He's and I think that's what it is. Like, I don't I don't think it yeah. it's it's anything else. It's just that. Yeah. Well, he's he's also kind of playing the long game too. It's like, you know, when you do end up losing coaches you're going to be a head coach that others want to come play for because they or come coach for work for because they've then seen how you as a head coach can be in their corner to help them advance in their careers. You know, not, not everybody's going to do that. Not every head coach is going to get out there and make that call to an athletic director in the conference and say, you should hire my guy. So, um, and I think rule really, truly, he, he walks it. He, he, he walks the walk and talks the talk. I, I saw him, him Sunday um, at PBA and he was in the stands with his family and he was having a good time. And, you know, he wasn't back in the office, um, you know, secretly trying to talk Tony white into, (laughs) into not um, looking at UCLA and coming up with reasons why, Hey, maybe this isn't the right move for you, Tony. You know, I, I understand that I, that I've said, I want you to to go out and take advantage of opportunities, but it's February and maybe no, he was, he was, uh, he was on board. And if they had to go, and start a search for a defensive coordinator here on on you know Tuesday or Wednesday of this week. Then you know he would have been happy for Tony, and and he would have he would have went and attacked that that uh, you know that task. 
Mitch Sherman of The Athletic. All right, Mitch, we'll let you go. Appreciate it as always. We'll talk to you later. All right, thanks, Connor. Mitch Sherman of The Athletic. Yeah, I, I think that's true. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I definitely don't think he wants to get rid of him. You know? I saw I, my my minor critique is that I wish he wouldn't be so vocal about it. <laughs> right? But he is. And he's like, hey, if I need to make a call, I'll make a call and um, I'll tell him that, you know, I'll, I'll tell him exactly what I think the truth is, which I think Tony White is a good coach and I think he'd be a great head coach. I think he'd be a great hire. And that's like there's there's honor and there's a lot of honor in that. I, I think Mitch hit the nail right on the head when he said, you're going to get the best coordinator talent to come here because you know they will be allowed to leave when the time is right. Yeah, and he has a lot of confidence in what they do, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like he always said, you know, if, if Tony White's here, if Tony White's not here, we're going to be good at defense because we just – that's what our program will be. We'll, we'll be good at defense. But at the same time, while I believe that, and I think that's what they want to be as a program – it's also hard to lose your defensive coordinator going into year two when you have so much coming back. Like, it's just not right now. I don't want it to be right now. I want to see this thing through one more year. And I probably won't want it to be next year either, but I definitely want to see what this becomes this year with Tony White. And that's just, you know, that's just from a fan's perspective looking at it. All right, uh, we'll come back. Josh will have the odd news. Don't forget to get your questions in for the tweet bag which is coming up straight up at noon at Happer Show on the JTEC Construction Zone Twitter feed. We have $50 to cops on the line, so send those in, and uh, we'll get to it after the odd news. Coming up on 1620 The Zone. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.